Today on CityCast Philly, it's the Tuesday News Roundup. We're talking about a new feature that launched for SEPTA key card holders, a Philly connection to the who the fuck did I marry TikToks, plus Philly trivia questions about leap year. It's Tuesday, February 27th. I'm Trinae Nuri, and here's what Philly's talking about. Joining me is CityCast Philly executive producer, Laura Benchoff. Hey, Laura. Hey, Trinae. And our Hey Philly newsletter editor, Asha Prahar. Hey, Asha. Good morning. Good morning. Okay, to start off this news roundup, we've got to talk about this TikTok sensation, Who the Fuck Did I Marry? Have you seen it? I watched over an hour or listened to over an hour of it, but I did not get through the entire uh, 50 plus parts of it. I have to confess that I'm not on TikTok, so this is something that kind of was not really super on my radar, but I did watch the prologue and part of part one on Instagram. So I've seen a tiny little bit. Yeah, I was scrolling um, on social media and the Shade Room had this like announcement like, did y'all see this video? So let's just give a quick little summary. So for those of you who have no idea what we're talking about. So a Georgia woman recounted a relationship she had with a man who she calls Legion. That's her nickname for this guy. The timing of the relationship started during the COVID pandemic lockdowns back in 2020. And so she's recounting their relationship, how it grew from dating to engagement to then marriage and then ultimately divorce very, very quickly. Mm. And yet she tells these shocking stories in 50 plus parts. Each TikTok video is 10 minutes long about the lies and red flags of their relationship. So it does take a while to digest the entire relationship, but there are some videos that she adds within the series to kind of help clarify any questions that we, the audience, had or just kind of like other little backstories just so that we can kind of get an idea of like the circumstances of their relationship And so in one of the videos, um, it's labeled part A as a clarification. She reminds us where Legion is actually from. First of all, the story, background. He was born in Philly, raised in Philly, and moved to Augusta. Oh, God. When I heard that line, I was like, of course, he had to be from Philly. My first thought was, is this even true? Because there's so many like lies that she catches him in. That's sort of like the theme of their relationship is he tells her where he works and it's not true. He tells her he's, you know, has all this money to buy a house and it's not true. And I was just like, well, maybe, maybe he just made up his entire backstory. I don't know. It's crazy. It's so insane. Of course, there's a Philly connection. And of course, he's an Eagles fan. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I think I read in one of the roundups later when they're kind of house shopping. Apparently, he describes his desire for an Eagles-themed man cave. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) Classic. I did go down a little bit of a rabbit hole when I knew we were going to talk about this. And I was wanted to just find out, like, do we know if he's actually from Philly? People have named him on the Internet. I saw some videos, yeah. 
he has a response video on TikTok or the person that people claim is Legion has a response video saying it's all lies. But, you know, this person who's been named by The Root and Know Your Meme, he's he's been written about several times. His name is Jerome McCoy. You know, he does have a Facebook page that many of these articles link to with many photos of him in Philly gear, lots of midnight green, lots of Eagles helmets like he's friends with people on that account who are still in Philly and born and raised in Philly. So it seems like maybe at least that part of his story is true, unfortunately for us. I just also want to say like, (laughs) you know, a few weeks back, you know, it was Valentine's Day and we talked about dating in Philly. Mm -hmm. You know, I just want to put a disclaimer. Not everyone in Philly (laughs) is going to catfish you (laughs) or put you in Uh. these like uncomfortable like positions but it was like uh legion why did you have to be from philly like <laughs> i wish it weren't true i wish it was hashtag true. not all philadelphians yeah not all of us <laughs> all right more news after the break this is citycast philly All right, back to more news. So this week, SEPTA launched a new feature for key card holders. So now you will be able to allow up to five people to ride on one SEPTA key card at the same time. So according to some reporting I read in the Inquirer from transportation reporter Tom Fitzgerald, the multi-rider option will be available on all of SEPTA's services. Bus, trolley, the Broad Street Line, the L, Norristown High Speed Line, and Regional Rail. How do y'all feel about this new feature? I think it's something that definitely seems like it could come in handy in certain situations. But I will say, it does seem like you have to jump through a few hoops to get things set up. So first of all, just a little rundown, is that your key card has to be registered online, which honestly, you should really do that in general if you've got a key so that it's easier to reload and recover your funds if you physically lose the card. Mm-hmm. But I know some people like just don't do that. It doesn't necessarily occur to do it. They just fill up at the kiosks. So you also have to go to your account and make sure that you have the auto load feature turned on, which basically means that SEPTA will always refill your key funds once you spend them down to a certain point. You can do that on the SEPTA app or the SEPTA key website, but there is one part that you apparently can't do online right now. You'll have to call the SEPTA key call center first if you want to use the multi-tap feature. That number is posted to the SEPTA blog. And they're eventually going to let you do this online and set up the mm. multi-tap online. But for now, it's only really possible to set up by phone. What? <laughs> That's a lot of steps also. I counted, I think, three things <laughs> that have to be turned on for this to work right. Yeah. And it does kind of make sense to me that it would require some setup since it could be like a little annoying if it was automatically enabled for everyone and then... People yeah, were accidentally tap, tap. Yeah, yeah, tapping twice and getting charged double. I know like lots of people wouldn't be very happy about that if one day their key just runs out of money and they're like, why? Yeah. I know I, when I use the bus sometimes, when I tap, it doesn't quite get it first. And I don't hear the noise. And then I'll tap again. And I could totally see myself tapping like three times and accidentally overcharging. But mm-hmm. given how much setup is involved, it does seem like there just may be easier options for multiple people to ride, given how SEPTA has been expanding their payment options generally in the last year. So mobile tickets on certain modes started rolling out in December 2022, and tap-to-pay rolled out on some modes last fall. So, you know, 
I can definitely picture some circumstances where this multi-tap feature could be helpful. Like maybe if there's a large group where like not everyone has like a tappable credit card or on regional rail, since that's one mode where I believe tap to pay is not available yet. But I don't know if personally I'm as excited about this feature as I would have been if it had come out in like 2022. Yeah, I have to agree with you there, Asha. I feel like it's a it's good. It makes so much sense. It'd be great for school trips or work trips somewhere where there's like one person holding the key to get everyone around. You know, when I have guests come stay with me from out of town, we used to give them like we'd have a stack of SEPTA keys because everybody would need one if we were planning to go somewhere on public transit. But especially, yeah, now you can just tap to pay. You can use your phone. You can use credit or debit cards. Most people, I would think, might do that instead of going through all these steps that you just spelled out, unless it's like a very specific circumstance. But good job, Septa. You added another feature. Yeah, it's good to have the option. All right. Enough news. Enough catfishing relationship, (laughs) red flag drama. (laughs) Let's talk about some Philly trivia. This year, if y'all haven't noticed, we have an extra day in February, and that's February 29th also known as Leap Year. I recently went to my local post office and one of the postal workers, she was just so excited because she was going to be celebrating her birthday this year and it so happened to be a Leap Year. And so she's actually over 60, but I asked her, I said, okay, well, what's your real birthday? And she said, I'm actually like 14. So what? That's, cute. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. That's so oh. cute. But yeah. I mean, so I've been thinking about this a lot. I don't know why Leap Day takes up so much space in my brain personally, <laughs> but I'm like, February 29th, that's so weird. I love it though. So I've been thinking about this and that inspired me to quiz you guys a little bit about Leap Year as it relates to Philly, of course. Nice. So we're going to go a little rapid fire. I don't know how fast we can really go with these, but we're going to try to go a little rapid fire because I have a couple questions for you that relate to Philly and Leap Year, not specifically February 29th. But just like the idea of leap year and things that have happened in leap years. All right. So my first question for you is, of Philadelphia's last 50 mayors, how many of them were born in a leap year? For the purposes of this question, we're talking about everyone from our current mayor, Sheryl Parker, Mm -hmm. back to John Inskeep, who served all the way back in 1800. Oh, yeah. I know that for sure. (laughs) I know all the mayors. Of course. I memorized them. Right. Can you make this multiple choice? (laughs) Okay. So your options are 10, 15, 13, or 6. I'm going to go with, um, did you say 13? That Yes, that was an option. I'm going to guess 6. Yeah. I mean, okay. So I went back and counted on Wikipedia because I was trying to come up with a question for you guys. And I looked up all the birthdays, and there were 13 leap year birthdays in the past 50 mayors. Oh, my God, Trené! What? (laughs) So, great job, Trené. You did it. Wow. That's so many. I mean, I thought about it, and it makes sense because leap year is every four years. So, if you divide 50 by four, you get 12 and a half. So... Round it up, that's 13. I guess it just makes sense. So it's just math. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it could have been more or less depending on just who became mayor, but I thought it was funny that it actually worked out to be like the mathematical probability, I guess that would be. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, so part two of this question is, can you name the most recent mayor we've had who was born in a leap year? I'm trying to do the math. I'm trying to remember how old Sherelle Parker is right now. Rendell? It was not. He's not the most recent, but he was born in a leap year. Nutter? No. I'm just going to keep guessing. Kenny? Kenny? No. (laughs) Sherelle Parker? Yes. Yes. She was born in 1972. So that was leap year. Other names you might recognize from the past century who were born in leap years are Ed Rendell, who was born in 1944, and Mm. Frank Rizzo, who was born in 1920. Big names. Okay. And yeah, and there are 10 other mayors in the last 50 mayors who were born in a leap year. Mm. Fun fact. I also have a fun fact. The first CityCast Philly host was born in a leap year, and that's me. Love that for you. So, okay, we're still talking about leap year here. Um, This is the last one I'm going to ask you guys, and it's more open-ended. Can you name one major event in Philadelphia history that happened during a leap year? Election day. I mean, that's always, like, (laughs) I mean, like, the presidential election's always in leap year. (laughs) So... (laughs) Uh, 1776? Was that a leap year? That was a leap year, actually. Yes. The Declaration of Independence was signed in a leap year. The blizzard of 96. Yeah, that wasn't on my list, but sounds like a big event in a leap year. It was big. (laughs) Yeah. Wait, what else happened in a leap year? Okay, so some notable things that happened in Philly in leap years were The Phillies won the World Series in both 1980 and 2008, both leap years. The Eagles won the NFC Championship in the 1980 and 2004 seasons. Mm -hmm. The building of Independence Hall started in 1732. Um, The Franklin Institute was founded in 1824. Hmm. The foundation stone for City Hall was laid in 1872. And the first Mummers Parade was held in 1876. So Hmm. lots of fun facts there. I'm sure there are more, but credit for all of these, or not all of these, but many of these fun facts goes to the late Joseph F. Clark, who was a Philadelphia Daily News columnist. He pointed most of these dates out in a newspaper column back in 1984. Um, Another leap year. So yes, another leap year. It was a it was a column that published on Leap Day, and I came across it when I was looking through newspaper archives for an upcoming Hey Philly segment, which we'll publish on Thursday. So shameless plug, check out the newsletter if you're interested in learning about things that have happened in Philly on specifically previous February 29th. Awesome. All right. That's Asha Prahar, Hey Philly's newsletter editor, and Laura Benchoff, CityCast Philly executive producer. Thank you both so much for joining me for this news roundup. Yeah, great to be here. Yeah, thanks for having us. We'll have links to the stories we mentioned in our show notes. That's all for today here on CityCast Philly. If you enjoyed this episode, share with a friend, rate the show, leave us a review, and hit that subscribe button. Be sure to sign up for our morning newsletter, Hey Philly, to learn more about what else Philly's talking about. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye. Bye.